1: Okay, could it be that Michael Jackson has a secret will?
2: Why? Well, I mean, TikTok.
1: <laughs> right, I was a little late for this, but this is the Colleen and Bradley show, My talk One, streaming live at mytalk talk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindström, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Okay, so do you remember yesterday there I was do. sort of, do you what what was the best part of it, Brad? You. Thanks. Um, but do you remember yesterday that there was a Story about uh, Michael Jackson's publicist who was going to make some sort of announcement. We didn't know what the announcement was going to be. Do you remember this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was very excited because everybody, whenever there's like super exciting news about Michael Jackson, we get excited, we get which is really
1: sad. But I think what we were thinking was there would be some sort of confirmation of what we had thought. Thought was that, like the publicist would come yes. out and be like, "Yeah, he totally was exactly what you all thought he was," and you know, and here's, here's my why. here's my evidence. That's not what happened. What happened? Well, what happened is his former publicist came forward and said Michael Jackson left behind a secret will, which detailed how he wanted his legacy to be preserved. What are everyone going to go in the sleep in a haunted house, right? See who gets everything. Right. Okay. This so, is weird. Um, she Her name is Raymond Bra- I'm sorry, Ramon Bain and she held a press conference
2: Sounds like a Bond villain.
1: Right? I'm where Ramon Bain. Where she said, among other things, um, that he painstakingly outlined how he wanted his legacy to be preserved and maintained and he wrote it in a will that nobody has been able to locate. And she prays and prays that someday people will find this will and then can sort of put into action all the Wait, things he Okay, wanted. so
2: um, just to clarify, so you're saying that she announced that there is this will, but didn't produce the she will. She has
1: no idea where it is.
2: Okay, so now all these yahoos are going to go on like a Goonies-style treasure hunt.
1: Exactly. Trying
2: to find the secret will, which also, by the way, is probably invalid and won't Amount to anybody getting anything differently than what they already got,
1: right? If it's not, you know, legally binding, do we know that?
2: What, like, do we, we don't have know any anything.
1: Idea? Literally, it was a twenty-five minute press conference that many called "quote bizarre." In it, she also said that Michael Jackson considered our current president Donald Trump to be a very close friend, and he often told her that uh, that. Trump was one of the few people who ever who never turned his back on him, and was there to help him during his trial. What? I'm dead serious. Then I she mean, went on really to say, she went on to say, serious. I would love to be able to ask the president to help me find Michael Jackson's oh, God. will.
2: We don't need any more distractions, people. Apparently, do not let him know about this.
1: According to the former, uh, the former assistant or the former um, publicist, he made this will in 2006
2: okay 2006 and he died when after that okay (laughs) i think it was 2009 wasn't it uh yes you're
1: right his death was in 2009 so she's uh she's sure that there's this secret will somewhere now i don't know i don't even know what to do with that because it was just a strange 25 minute press conference
2: i have lots of questions probably none of them could be answered where is this woman And why is she not... um, Producing a will? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, why haven't we seen her on an interview somewhere? Like, did she she have a lawyer? Here's
1: my guess, is that she... People probably aren't taking it very seriously. Because it sounds like the remainder of the press conference was kind of bizarre. Now, I saw another article that I wanted to talk to you about, about Michael Jackson. Do you remember a few oh it was in 2003 when Martin Bashir did that um like living living with Michael Jackson documentary Mm -mm. or like What was it? It was like an interview. It was like a multi-day event. And in it, this is the one where he went shopping in Las Vegas and was like in some antique store and was just pointing at whatever gaudy thing he wanted. And Martin Bashir was with him. And it was a big deal because Martin Bashir was the only person who had been sort of let in that closely to Michael Jackson's day-to-day life. Okay, Um, In that documentary or in uh, in that production... Michael Jackson talked about sharing a bed with young boys, and he he said very clearly that he said, "You know, I, it's like one of it's one of the the most kind things you can do with somebody." He said, "Yeah, Macaulay Culkin on one side, Kieran Culkin on the other side, and we would." sleep and then we'd wake up and we'd go for a hot air balloon ride he said this these okay. are michael jackson's yeah. words in this martin bashir documentary well a lot of people have wanted kieran culkin to talk about that for many years and uh finally he was doing an interview for a new show that he's in and he this is what he said to that kieran culkin who was named by michael jackson as one of the people that he shared a bed with yeah when kieran culkin was like Yeah, And Macaulay, by the way, has said
2: that nothing ever ever happened.
1: Right. So here's what uh, Kieran Culkin said. He said, the only thing I can say is that I can't really say anything. And the reason for that is I can't be helpful to anyone. He said, to me, it seems like there are two sides to this thing. And because I can't be helpful on one side or the other, anything I say and anything that gets put out in print could only hurt somebody. And there's already a lot of really hurt feelings.
2: So that basically says I'm not going to say anything.
1: Right, and then he yeah. said that there. He said there are already a lot of people who are in a difficult position, and if I contribute in any way, it's just going to hurt someone because I can't actually help.
2: How about you do this? How about you just share the truth? That'd be a good place I mean, to listen, start. I'm
1: actually on your side in this. I don't see how it's productive for him to not say anything. Yeah. But uh, that's what the reason that he gave during this um, during this interview about why he has never said anything about That's
2: like like weird double speak nothing speak.
1: These were uh, Michael Jackson's actual words in that Martin Butcher documentary. I slept in bed with all of them when Macaulay Culkin was little. Uh, He said uh, Kieran would sleep on this side Macaulay would sleep on this side and we'd all jam in the bed then we'd wake up Um, like dawn and go in a hot air balloon.
2: Yeah. The fact that nobody thought that was um Oh
1: no, we all thought it was
2: Well, that nobody did anything about it I guess. That's frustrating. the thing that's a little disturbing yes. chief among them the
1: parents of the children involved. And again, then I go back to this documentary that we watched on HBO, Leaving Neverland. Neverland. Yeah. And it it makes you relook at that when you and then I wish that they could have used I, I don't think they did use footage from that uh, Martin Bashir documentary. But no, I almost feel like somebody needs to release. I don't know where you can watch it either. I bet you could find it on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know why that hasn't resurfaced because he did. I remember watching it and I remember being so disturbed by the words he said about those boys in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. All right. When we come back, we're going to lighten up the mood. Our friend Paul McGuire Grimes is here. He's going to tell us what's in theaters after this on My Talk 107.1. Okay, the biggest thank you in the whole wide worldy world to our friends at the produce exchange for sending a bunch of peaches because Yay. I said it's my favorite thing of the fair. And now I just have a face full of peaches, and I'm so excited. So, grilled peaches at the produce exchange, get there. Don't go right now, because we got some fun stuff coming up on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk1071 One, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Hello. producer Holly Roberts, and we're so excited because our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Is Joined us to tell us what's in theaters. Hello, Paul. Hi, Paul.
0: I have a great new movie in theaters this weekend. I was inspired by the Minnesota State Fair Haunted Mansion this Oh, thanks.
1: Very good Have
0: you been to the Haunted Mansion before? Not since I was a
2: child Yeah, I've never been there I don't do Haunted Houses I prefer
0: scary in my own home Not someone
2: else's home Oh, I Ah, like that I like that,
0: okay Mm, So the new movie in theaters this week is called Ready or Not And it's about this bride who's having a great wedding And that night, her new in-laws decide to introduce this family tradition of playing a game It happens to be hide-and-go-seek But it comes with some deadly consequences Uh Uh-huh Interesting That's where it starts So it's
2: literally based on hide-and-seek Yes
0: Okay And this family that she's I kind of YouTube. like that concept right. a, in and of itself. Yes, and they live in this wealthy, huge mansion. So you've got that kind of haunted mansion feel with this hide-and-seek. And she, this bride, is not to be messed with when she decides and realizes what's actually going on in this movie. Oh. So it's smart weaving plays a bride. Adam Brody, who we remember from the OC, plays the brother-in-law. And then Andy McDowell is the mother of the crazy Oh, mother.
1: Okay, that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah.
2: So so who's behind the film?
0: Like new filmmakers. Oh, okay. Like a brand new team. Nobody we'd recognize. No, not not at all. But I had a lot of fun. Like it is gruesome. It starts off kind of haunting and eerie. Then by the end, it is gruesome. It is graphic. It is bloody. So just know that going in, like if you have a sensitive stomach, like,
1: this isn't going to be your this movie. This is not
0: going to be your jam. But I kind of dug it because of that, because of how over-the-top it is. And here are things that are happening. I'm like, I did not see that
1: coming. Okay, so you... I'm trying to remember. Are you are you a, a scary movie fan? Obsessed. Okay. And Obsessed. So you are a good kind of person to gauge
0: whether yes. or not something is... Because we see so many copycats these days that this really felt original with this hide-and-seek premise. And it's a mix of... Scary, but then funny at the same time. There are I was some gonna, really funny Okay, I do like that. I was
2: going to say, usually I think a good, I'm not a huge scary movie person, mm-hmm. but it kind of scary and funny ride the same line because right. a lot of times your reaction to fear is to just laugh in the face of it. And you can so, in this one. Like okay, they, that's awesome.
0: They allow for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Um, Four out of five tickets. Okay, right. okay. all right. right. Yeah.
1: And this, you know, it's interesting because, I, well, I guess we are getting ever closer to, Halloween, I don't like to think about that just yet, <laughs> No, but it did call But, the on but it one. did feel a little early. It feels a little early for it, something like that. Yeah, and I think it's really the last
0: great movie of the summer season. I mean, we have It Chapter 2 coming in a couple of weeks, so I think that's really going to be the big, scary movie of the yeah, fall.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh okay, uh, That one, I cannot wait to hear all about. Do you have a... I have a home release. A home a release? streaming TV
0: show that I want everyone oh, to okay, watch. Oh, Yes. What is it? Season two of Mindhunter. Oh. On Netflix, nine episodes. And really, for me, this is top tier,
1: one of my favorite
0: Netflix shows you, of
1: all time. I've heard this before. Now, I, can I tell you about something that happened to me last night before you tell about this? Okay. My husband says to me, oh... I'm so excited that season two of Mindhunter is out. Uh,
2: yeah, so he watched the first season? And I
1: said, excuse me? <laughs> Were you
2: cheating he on did. me? He
1: did, he, Netflix cheated on me mm, and watched the whole. Sounds familiar. never, <laughs> ever told me that it was so good. Right. And now I'm angry, so what, because I'm, I feel like I'm in the dark here. What is it? Yeah, what so is Mindhunter? Okay,
0: so it takes place in the 70s, and it's about these three FBI agents in the Behavioral Science Division, it's a really brand new division, and they are studying real killers and criminals to then investigate other killers that are on the run, if you will. So the first season was really all about Ed Kemper and a few others. This season they're tackling the Atlanta child murders, the BTK, the son of Sam. So they go into jail and talk to David Berkowitz to kind of learn like, what was his patterns and behaviors so that they can try to track down BTK because they're seeing similarities between the two cases. In
2: addition to just like the you know, because I've I've watched the first couple episodes of the first season Mm -hmm. and in addition to just giving you sort of you know, um, a great story it's also just sort of giving you the History and the birth of you know modern criminology, yeah. profiling, and just and all the behaviors that because we I kind of feel like we just assume that's always been the way we find criminals right. and serial killers, for example. But it really was this very specific time in the fifties, you know, into the sixties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where sort of the modern criminology has has taken off
0: yeah the three main characters are fictional characters based on the work of John Douglas John Douglas wrote the book that this is all based on and you hear about these cases in that book and it's Jonathan Groff we know from like Hamilton and Spring Awakening and Frozen. He's one of them. Holt Mac, Mac Canali is an Anator. And the three characters are fictional, but they're representing true life. Yeah. And how they all three approach these cases and their work is very different, very fascinating. And you have to know going into that it's very deliberately paced. It isn't the like very fast one case was, per episode. I was like, gonna it really ask about that. Slowly pans out It's and fascinating. From what
1: I heard um, somebody who was watching the first episode in the first season, mm-hmm. it felt very slow, but then there was so much there that they wanted to keep going, yes. and and are glad that they did, because it's so good. Yeah, and you are
0: just entranced by what, like, a lot of, They think the script is actually taken from the dialogue from the actual interviews, ah. so, and they can't get all of what they want out of these killers in, like, right. one sit-down, so right. they can go back, and, like, as they, like, shape their cases, and on each other it's, it's so well done so keep, if you think it's slow just keep going with it because yeah. there's a reason for it and David Fincher the acclaimed director pr- produces it directs the first three episodes of the new season he did seven Zodiac The Social Network so he knows his way around these stories and how to shape and visualize this world so
2: again that's uh, Mindhunter season two on, on Netflix. Netflix both seasons are available
0: yes I've how many wa- episodes are nine, nine in the second okay. season I've only watched the first four but I had to leave to go to a family function so oh, rude I oh that's that uh, maybe they
1: could have scheduled that a little bit
0: better obviously um,
1: so and, and how many are in the first
0: I think eight or nine season
1: mm. okay. You'll, okay you'll find is yourself it, transfixed is it bingeable
0: yes I okay. think it is because at the end you're like I need more of this okay. these characters are complex and not in a it's a different kind of bingeable than like making a murderer sure there's not like this new clue given at the end of each episode of like right. oh you know, how you many just ticket subs did you end up getting? I, I mean, like five out of five. Oh,
2: okay. It's top tier. Yeah. like Netflix is. It's
1: like the very, very. Best. I wish we
2: had more time yeah. to talk TV because I want to ask him what he thought about the family. Well, you, you we've got family? like a
1: minute. Yeah, yeah it's. Yeah.
2: You should watch the family. Well,
0: so I'm. I'm t- splitting my time between that, the Marvelous and Mrs. Maisel season two I'm behind
1: on. Yes. Leaves Creek, I'm behind on. Oh my God, you're behind it, on a lot. I, yeah. I heard
2: somebody say <laughs> earlier today that they're um, going to have to declare TV bankruptcy <laughs> because there are just so many TV there's, shows no, it's and there's. No way you have could you're ever to like get ahead. Them
0: all out before the fall
1: season starts. Yeah. No, oh God. it's really difficult, and we are like tapping on the door of the fall season, right? Um, because Grey's Anatomy is going to be back, oh, and just uh, it's going to be a great season. Of Thanks, Grace. Paul. Let's go, can we have a Grey's talk? Nobody yeah. cares Grace about Grey's no. Anatomy. Yes, we do. I actually, we can, do. Can, that's
2: can that's we sweet. ask him in the last minute um, that we have Paul McGuire Grimes with us what he is most excited to eat at the fair? Because the one oh, thing yeah. you should know about Paul is that show him your list. Okay, I've got He got my carries spreadsheet a spreadsheet right of things that he's going. to it's a new
0: and old oh my salty See sweet this? beverages. It's, I have it on What are you trail. most excited Grimes about? Paul's movie trip. Okay, so I was really most excited about the Blue Barn offerings this year the Nashville Hot Chicken on a stick, which I had and was phenomenal go get that I'm excited about the um, Girl to Soda Sandwich at Brim Oh, oh yeah Soda Bread and Yeah,
1: or something oh. Here's the great news when you come back next week we can check sure. in with you and see what you <laughs> have gotten through and what was great Five. So uh, that's Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies you can check him out online and also he will be back next Friday we will be picking his brain what he's eaten when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show Crazy Stupid Idiots My Talk 1071. We've got to tell you about some dumb people doing dumb things on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Oh
2: wait a minute, wait a minute. What? We have a special what? guest <laughs>
1: Do
2: you want to tell people what that is?
1: Uh, that's the parade that's going on right now. And uh every
2: day at the Minnesota State Fair, they hold a parade just for us. Did you know, you guys know that? It's very
1: exciting. It makes us so happy and it's very loud. All right, now with no further ado, let's get to those crazy stupid idiots.
0: Well then. I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot.
1: Yeah. Colleen and Bradley present CSI.
0: It- for crazy stupid idiots.
1: It sure
2: does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. Audience, get ready for it. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly, over and over again, oftentimes in the state of.
1: Yes. yes. You, Do you know, get one of these. Go, we, we this makes me, makes me so happy
2: because we've been doing this for now, what, eight years? Yes. And the first time we did this at the fair, there was like one Yehu. That
1: was like, Lorna. Lorna.
2: And now we have a whole you. audience of beautiful people.
1: We're like a proud we're like proud parents. We are
2: proud parents. Anyway, where are we going first We today?
1: are going to Valparaiso in Diana. Oh. Oh. The home of Orville Redenbacher. Well.
2: Not anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh. Is he, it the final resting place?
2: Well, he he <laughs> popped his last kernel. corn.
1: Uh, no, we're going to a Kentucky Fried Chicken actually. Oh, okay. In Valparaiso. Uh, and at that Kentucky Fried Another Chicken, too. Sorry.
2: We are gonna meet, um, we're going to
1: meet we're going to meet a guy who worked for that particular Kentucky Fried Chicken. And uh, he no longer works for that Kentucky Fried Chicken, and here's why. So uh, he got fired, and I'm going to guess he got fired. I don't know. I don't want to judge somebody by their appearance, but I do think it had a little something to do with perhaps his commitment to the job. Okay. Anyway, he uh, got fired from his Kentucky Fried Chicken, and he would not take that. So you know what he did?
2: What did he do? He
1: grabbed a knife. from the kitchen area Mm -hmm. and tried to stab his boss. Oh, okay. That's probably not
2: a good idea.
1: It's not a good idea.
2: Why did he try to stab his boss? Because he had
1: gotten fired and he was angry. Okay. Uh, He was subdued by some of his coworkers, but he still managed to get the knife into his boss and a couple other coworkers. So that's a bad part of the story.
2: It's, it, there's a good part of the story? They're fine. Okay. Anyway,
1: he, he ended up getting away and he ran. And by the time the police arrived, they couldn't find him. He wasn't at the KFC. Okay. Do you know where he was? At the Popeyes? At the McDonald's. Oh, okay. Down the road. Oh, all right. He had made it to the McDonald's. He was sitting there enjoying a Happy Meal. Oh. After having you stabbed his meal? coworkers. Well, Yeah. Why wouldn't he be able to? I thought
2: only kids get Happy Meals. How do
1: you think the kids get the Happy Meals? Yeah, no, you can order a Happy Meal as an adult. They don't card you.
2: I just kind of feel like that's taken away from the children. Oh, no,
1: there's plenty. I used to get Happy Meals all the time. Do they still come in a box? Yeah, no, sometimes. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they come in a bag, but they always have a toy.
2: I was going to say, do they still have toys? Because I feel like Garbage Island doesn't need any more toys. Uh,
1: I agree with you. My children don't.
2: Yeah. What do you do with those dumb toys?
1: I usually well, one of the things that we do is save them up and donate them to. Oh, that's smart. To a like a a teacher who gives them away as prizes in class. Uh huh. I like that. Other ones we throw away. I'm going to be really honest.
2: I was going to say I would, but not all of them. Probably just
1: some of them stay in the car for fun.
2: Oh, to keep kids... C- occupied. Occupied. occupied Only the
1: good ones. And they're right. not really that good. And I don't want to talk about this right now because we're doing crazy, stupid idiots, but I would like to really actually have a conversation with somebody because our Happy Meal toys were so much more fun.
2: Oh, when we were kids? Yes. I, what's the difference between the ones today and then?
1: They're just dumb. They're just like plastic like, and they an don't example. do anything. I feel like when we were kids, we'd get like miniature Rubik's Cubes or like something that like... Like You'd actually well, want to play lot of, with like
2: action figures or figurines? Yeah, right?
1: based off of movies or TV shows yeah. anymore. These things like Cups. they they're, they try to do something. I should bring them in and you should judge them. Yeah. That's what I'll do from now on. I, every like time I judge. get one, I'll bring in a Happy Meal toy for you and you Perfect. can judge it's it. Called Happy Meal or Crappy Meal? Exactly, Happy or Crappy? Okay, I like that. So hey, everybody, you just witnessed the birth of a segment. Happy Congrats. or Crappy? All right. I
2: mean, we could apply that to a lot on our exactly. show. Exactly. Um, speaking of Crappy, actually, no, this story has nothing to do with that. Sorry, Holly. Um, We are doing Crazy Stupid Idiots, though. This particular uh, story takes us all the way to the UK. Actually, no, it takes us to Sydney, and that is in Australia. And I want to tell you about a woman who did something. A woman who did something, and it didn't end well.
1: Uh Uh-oh, did somebody die?
2: Nobody died. Okay, good. She decided to wear crotchless panties on a date.
1: Well, I mean, that's the best place to wear them. Is it, though? So,
2: this woman, um, and to be quite honest, I don't know why she felt the need um, to share this, but her name is Ashley. Okay. And she recently, quote, road-tested crotchless undies. Have you ever um,
1: worn a pair of those? I am right now. No, you're not. Uh, what's the point? <laughs> I just wanted to give you well, a really okay, awkward... So, this was my well, question. I wanted to give you an awkward answer to the awkward question. So...
2: The question I have, as I'm sure a lot of our audience does, I'm sorry if there's children in the audience. Oh, but,
1: there's plenty of children. But that the, you know,
2: this is it's life, kids. You're just going to have to learn it at some point. Now Better to learn never. it with friends now in a never. safe place. But like, what is the point? Because to me, that's like a buckleless belt, right? Or like no,
1: zipperless pants. No. No, it's an easy access situation. Yeah,
2: but it's not, it's it's like a costume. It's yeah. not a piece of clothing is my point. Let me
1: introduce you to women's lingerie. There's functional lingerie, yeah. and then there's the lingerie you're not meant to wear for more than, hmm couple minutes.
2: Well, exactly, which is why she should not have worn these on a date. I
1: think she was hoping to get lucky.
2: Well, she she's the one who's saying that she should not have worn these on a date. So I, I don't guess, disagree with her, by the way. Uh, her name is Ashley Austin, and due to... Um, the sexiness. She thought that this would be a good idea to wear on a date.
1: She admitted. By the way, I'm going to say due to the sexiness so many times due today. Due to the sexiness. Due to the sexiness. Quote.
2: The first thing I noticed, she said, is that the crotch doesn't really stay in place. Instead, does it have a place? Moving with your body. Sure, the material is soft, but there's a level a level of friction going on. If your underpants. I can't say all of these words. Hey,
1: everybody, raise your friction. hand if you expected to hear a review of crotchless underwear at the you fair You had today. no
2: idea, and you're grateful for it. She's, she goes on to say the friction against that area, yeah. right, mm-hmm. um, was more than she had bargained for. And she
1: also... <laughs> I wish I what? could take a snapshot of Holly's face.
2: And the other thing that she goes on to talk about is, well, the fact that when there's no crotch...
1: Right, there's, there's nothing. Things, there's things
2: that no can there's protection. no barrier between her and the seat that yep. she was sitting
1: mm-hmm. on. Ugh. Did she die? Exactly.
2: Have, you could I mean, not hold all on. hear Did the she groan not have that the pants? audience let out. Well she must have been wearing a skirt, I'm assuming. Yeah,
1: but I mean, hold the phone, ladies. When we wear skirts, we're still not applying our
2: Well, she says in a skirt your
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: touches things.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds like she's got a couple problems that we're not confronting did right Did she now. write whether or not she put down a towel?
2: Holly okay, right? Okay, of course, leave it to Holly yep. to point out the flaw in this particular... <laughs> I don't know if she put down a towel or not. She did not talk about that in her review. Anyway, her takeaway was it was a mistake for her to do this on a first date. Perhaps it was something she best should have left... Um, to the professional. Well, Maybe or left at date. home... And for, you know, like a a little post-date experience.
1: Yes. For our next story, we're going to Walmart in Florida. Yay! Yay! We are going to St. Petersburg, Florida, where um, we're going to meet a guy who did something I know you've all dreamed of. Okay? But we're going to learn here why it's dumb. Uh, 59-year-old John Davis decided to take a motorized scooter from the Walmart and drive it away from the Walmart. Wait a minute,
2: you can't do that.
1: Right, I know, but don't tell me you haven't always wanted to get on one of those things and just see where it you. know, it we took say
2: you. that, but like, then I always see people on them, and don't you, don't you ever think, like, those don't go fast enough. Well, like, you kind of want them to, like...
1: We've learned that before, yeah. you know, don't think you can get into a high-speed chase with one of those things. It's going to be a low-speed no, chase. I mean, basically you're anyone with legs exactly. is going to beat you. They'll be able to walk yeah. Faster. Well, he decided to take one of those, and he rather than taking it through the aisles of the Walmart, he went due east. Okay. Uh, And here's where it gets real impressive. He got about a mile away before that thing ran out of battery. What was it like the next
2: day? No. I mean, how long did it take him to go to go a mile in that thing? He
1: wanted to take it all the way home. His home is 20 miles from that Walmart, but he made it one mile east.
2: How did he get um, apprehended?
1: Well, the thing ran out of batteries, and so then he just waited. He was trying oh, he to get. He just sat there. He was trying to bring it actually to a gas station. He was going to plug it in at the outlet at the gas station, maybe charge it up a little before he kept going, and that's where he was found. Um, FYI, the reason he stole this mode of transportation um, was because he didn't want to drive. Because he was intoxicated. Oh, well, okay. Okay.
2: So at least he was kind of thinking. Also, his mugshot looks like maybe he'd gotten into a bar fight.
1: It looks like he got hurt somewhere. I'm not quite sure. Or fell
2: on the scooter. Could have been. Yeah.
1: It it wasn't his best day. But I do think it's valuable knowledge that those things will go a mile.
2: I'm surprised that he was able to, yeah, go a mile and get over um, from the parking lot to a sidewalk.
1: Yeah. Safely. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time to play the throwback live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071.